Hello, and welcome to Dyslexia Devoted, the podcast dedicated to building awareness, understanding, and strategies to help those with dyslexia. I'm your host, Lisa Parnello, dyslexia therapist and founder of Parnello Education Services. This show features information, stories, candid interviews, and experiences with dyslexia at all ages. Join me as we dive into today's episode of Dyslexia Devoted. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Dyslexia Devoted. Have you ever taken a look at spelling lists kids get at school? What do you notice about them? Welcome to episode 19, and today we're going to be talking about spelling lists. I didn't realize just how passionate I am about this topic until a parent sent me an email and asked me some questions about their kid's spelling list last week. Apparently, I have a lot to say about spelling lists. So that is the focus of this week's episode. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the discussion guide that I made for you to help guide you through conversations with educators about dyslexic kids to find some more questions you might want to ask your child's teacher or potential tutor. And while you're at it, you might as well start asking them some questions about the spelling homework that they get assigned. So to start us off, let's talk about why I don't like spelling lists. I have hated them from the very beginning of my teaching career, and I do not use the word hate lightly. Very rarely do I use that word Usually there's certain things I'd rather not teach, but I can do them if I really needed to. Spelling lists are one of those things that just irk me for so many reasons. Starting at the very beginning of my career, the curriculum that I was handed had a list of spelling words the kids were supposed to do each week. I took one look at them and decided these are so random. They have nothing to do with the phonics lesson that I'm teaching. So guess what? I just didn't do them. As a teacher, I made the executive decision to skip them. Even before I was working exclusively with kids who have dyslexia, I saw that there was very little logic to these spelling lists. Now, when I say I hate spelling lists, that does not mean I don't like teaching spelling. In fact, I love teaching kids spelling, and the kids actually kind of get into it and become little word nerds after a while. And I love teaching spelling, but I don't believe in spelling lists. I believe in spelling patterns. I want students to be able to spell a word with that pattern not 10 random words that they may never see again. Now, I want you to take a look at your spelling lists. I want you to take a typical spelling list. If you're an educator, that can mean the ones that you send home with your students. And if you're a parent, look at the ones that are being brought home from school. What do you notice about it? Is there a pattern to these words? Can you see a common theme with them? For example, are they all words with the same ending? Many times, there isn't actually a pattern to the words, and they're a fairly random list. Sometimes they have words that are from the current content area or a story that the kids are reading in class, and it could be more about the meaning of the words, not actually the spelling of the words. Or sometimes, if it's a list that has a slight bit of a pattern to it, such as words with prefixes, they might have similar prefixes, but the rest of the word is full of a million different patterns. Okay, well, maybe not a million, but you might see 10 different patterns within those 10 different words. It's just that those 10 words also have prefixes. And while they may have a similar structure of prefixes, the rest of the word doesn't follow any pattern that the kids have ever been taught before. So it can be really hard for the kids to remember this list of words. When we think about spelling lists, oftentimes the students aren't taught how the words on the list are spelled. Isn't it ironic that a kid's spelling list is words that they aren't taught how to spell. Typically, they're taught how to memorize the words, not how to spell them. There is some sort of routine that they're supposed to do every single week with those words, and the idea behind it is that eventually if they do these activities, they will learn how to spell them by the end of the week. 
but I want you to look at the activities that they're being asked to do with this list. Are they asked to copy, write five times, define the words, use them in a sentence? Now think about that. Do any of those activities teach a kid how the word works? Do they actually focus on why the words are spelled that way? Are they taught to focus on where the pattern is located in the word or how we spell that pattern or what the rule behind that spelling pattern is? A lot of times, that is not part of any of the activities that the students are expected to do to practice their spelling words. We want the students to be able to learn how to spell words, not how to memorize words. And sadly, a lot of spelling lists are not structured in a way to do that. I can't tell you how many times kids have come to my office with their spelling list and say, hey, Miss Parnello, can you help me with my spelling words this week? I don't get it. I can't remember how to spell them. They're so random. I don't know what to do with this. And a lot of times I'll look at their list and it really is random. And the activities that they're given teach them to memorize the words, not actually how to spell them or why they work that way. So I might have a kid bring in their spelling list to me and I'll break down each word on their spelling list and teach them the patterns that are within that word. But what gets really challenging is sometimes there might be 10 different patterns in those 10 different words they're supposed to remember this week. And that's where it's really hard because I would never teach a student 10 new patterns all in one week. And it can be really difficult to help the kids learn their spelling words using an appropriate strategy when they're given a task that does not match the skills that we would want to teach them in any given week. Now, this brings me to my last point. The way to teach spelling is to focus on patterns not specific words. We can make spelling lists work, but we have to approach them in a very different way. I am a strong believer that kids can and should learn how to spell. The difference is how spelling is taught and how the lists are formed. Students need to have lists that follow a specific pattern or set of skills and patterns that they are shown how to spell. Not being given a list of 10 to 20 completely random words that might be based on a story that they're reading that week but are not connected to any sort of phonics lesson that teaches them how words with that pattern are spelled, or maybe there isn't a pattern at all to the list that they're being given. They need to be shown how specific sounds are being represented by letters within that word, and they need to be shown the regular pattern or an exception to a regular pattern that they might also need to be explicitly taught. Because there are rules to the way our language works, and yes, there's always an exception to the rule, but think about life. I have a new student I've started working with, and this past week, I taught her that Q and U always go together in English, and that we don't spell words with just a Q. And of course, she brought it to my attention the very next time that we met, that there are absolutely a couple of words in our language that don't have a U with a Q. And then I had to point out that there will always be rule breakers, and that if you find a Q without a U next to it, it's probably the kind of word you only use to win a Scrabble game, not one you would ever use in your actual life. And so it's one that's more of an uh, I gotcha kind of one rather than one that follows the rule. And I like to relate this to everyday life. Anytime there's a rule for something in life, somebody's going to break it. That's just reality. And spelling works the same way. Anytime there's a pattern, there will be an exception. But a lot of times those exceptions can be kind of predictable. For example, CH usually says ch, but like in chef, it makes a sh sound. Why is that? Well, because it comes from French. There's a reason behind it. So a lot of times, if there's an exception to a rule, there's a logic based on the origin of the word and where it comes from. And there's a way that you can look that up. Etymology Online is one such website that you can use to look up why words are spelled the certain way that they're spelled and the origins of them and where they come from. 
So sometimes those kids who really want to know why, that website is actually pretty fantastic to help them learn the why. And I use it with them in real time. I don't claim to always know everything. I will look it up with the kids and say, hey, I don't know. Let's look it up. Let's find out why this one is spelled so different. And I've learned a lot of times if it's a word with a bunch of extra letters, it means it came from French. And so we want to teach the kids that there's a reason and a logic behind the way our words work and that can be taught and they can learn how to do it. Spelling lists need to be taught in a way that teaches kids patterns, not memorization. Teaching a kid to memorize 10 words mean they learn 10 words and that's it. Alternatively, you can teach kids two patterns, maybe even three patterns per week, and that lends itself to learning how to spell an infinite amount of words in the future that contain that pattern. Skills should be taught in a sequential order that builds on itself. When you follow a sequence, each skill can build upon the rest. One week, the pattern might be in some smaller words, and then later on in the week or the next week, use that pattern and mix it together with some previously learned patterns. If you're a parent helping your child, you don't really have a choice in their spelling words, but if possible, you can help them try to find the patterns within those words and help them practice noticing the patterns so that they can use them in the future. Spelling is a critical life skill, and while we don't want people to be judged for their spelling and how they write, it does happen in our society. Just think about the last time you saw a news article or an email or a Facebook post where somebody left a bunch of typos and it looks like they didn't edit their work or went too fast and weren't paying attention. I bet you judged them a little bit. And while we don't want people to be judged in our society for having dyslexia, the truth is they will be. Sometimes the first impression somebody gets is based on their writing. We want students to become adults that feel empowered and like they can successfully communicate with the outside world. We want them to be able to put themselves out there in writing, whether that be Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or whatever becomes cool a decade from now. And we want the kids to become adults who can be successful in communicating in written form. Many current spelling lists are not teaching students in a way that they can be successful no matter what they decide to write about. They're taught to memorize certain things, when instead we want them to be able to write about whatever they want in the world and be able to spell fairly accurately, or at least somewhat reasonably. We want students with dyslexia to become advocates for themselves and to let that carry on into adulthood where they can explain, hey, I have dyslexia, so please forgive a few spelling errors and typos along the way. And sometimes I just need to communicate quickly, and that doesn't always allow itself to fixing all of my spelling as I'm trying to answer your question in a quick email. But until then, we can teach kids patterns for spelling that lends itself to a future where students become adults who can write about any topic and still come across seeming very professional and educated because we want students to have the best chance possible for a successful future. So let's recap this week's episode. We talked about the downside of spelling lists and how a lot of times the spelling lists are based on the content that the students are being taught, not actually based on how to spell words. We also talked about taking a look at the spelling words that kids are given and decide if you can find any patterns as to how they're teaching them, and try to think about activities that teach kids how to spell the words, not how to memorize the words. The goal of a spelling list is to teach kids to spell. A lot of times the activities they're given don't match that ultimate goal. So if you can, try to find the patterns and explicitly teach them why the pattern works the way it does within that word. All right, that's it for this week. Don't forget to download the Conversation with Educators Guide if you haven't already, and be sure to talk to them about any struggles you may be having with your child's spelling list. See you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Dyslexia Devoted. Join us for our next episode by subscribing to this podcast as we devote each episode to different aspects of dyslexia. See you next time.